Good morning. I'd like to call to order this special meeting of the Berkeley City Council for Monday, January 22nd, 2024. And the first item on our agenda is roll call. If the clerk can please call the roll. Uh, Councilmember Kesarwani. Here. Kaplan. Here. Bartlett. Here. Harrison. Here. Uh, Hahn is currently absent. Wengraf. Present. Humbert. Here. And Mayor Aragon. Present. Okay. A quorum of the City Council is present. I believe Councilor Hahn is on her way. Um, so this is a special meeting of the City Council uh, for the purpose of taking up three items. Um, and since this is a special meeting, we'll not have public comment on non-agenda matters. We'll proceed on the consent calendar and ask, are there any council members wishing to be recognized on the consent calendar? Councilmember Harrison. We're doing the entire consent calendar at once. Is that correct? Everything is listed on the consent calendar. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I have some comments about item two and item three. Um, it's going to take me a minute. Um, I know that we're, this has been a terrible period for us as a council and the tactics that people have used at our meetings have been truly, really awful. I don't appreciate the name calling. I feel like it's been a really hard time, even though I agree with the ceasefire. I really feel like I would like people to be more polite and try to get their point across, especially not yell at other speakers, which really bothers me. As Councilmember Bartlett so well put it one time, yell at us, not at each other. I feel like that's really um, creating a lot of hostility and problem in the community. So I appreciate the spirit behind this. Um, I do have some questions, though. I believe tomorrow we're meeting in closed session to discuss a possible um, issue surrounding our um, practice of going into the back room when there's a disruption and the mayor has announced two or three times there's a disruption, he, we have then moved to the back room. And I believe that someone has challenged that. I'm uncomfortable voting for this till I have that meeting with the city attorney. I don't have her opinion. I don't know what she thinks of it at this moment. And right now this says that we are going to be reconvening um, in the back room. That is not actually what the Brown Act, the language in this government code section calls for. It unfortunately has a very weird reading that you have to clear the room, which I think could be dangerous and potentially a problem. I'm not voting either way on that right now. I'm just saying we haven't discussed the legal implications. I don't know what they are. So I'm, I read the Cortese bill. It talks really clearly, which is in 2021, about having to clear the room. So this just concerns me that we're moving ahead on this. Um, Address that. Uh, can I finish this comment? Well, I'm willing to strike that section from the resolution. Oh, okay. I'm assuming you don't have a problem with people with banning people bringing bullhorns and no, no, no. I'm totally great with that. I certainly hope you would have a problem with that. No, no, I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, I'd like you to. I'm willing, I'm willing about to strike that section. Okay. And we can revisit it at a future point. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Um, and then I want to talk about the policy committees. You'll have to give me a second to pull up this list, but there's so many things on our committees right now, and there's really like one item at each committee that is really critical to to someone here. So, for example, Councilmember Hahn had um, talked about the Hopkins paving. That's gone to fights with the other rest of the remainder list for paving projects. That won't be discussed if we delay all of the uh, uh, policy committees. Um, there's measures at the fights committee from Councilmember Taplin involving trade noise in West Berkeley, something really important to his constituents. There's a measure at public safety about cameras, which will be delayed. I just really don't think it's necessary to do this at this wholesale level. Um, I realize that the clerk will be working on the special election, um, but I personally think this is a really 
big reduction in um, our democratic process without a lot of notice. And I'm very concerned that it's appearing here on consent. And we haven't had a chance to talk with each other about it with the public present. This is a major change and I'm not comfortable. So I am not going to be voting for item three. Um, but I do appreciate your other items, uh, Mr. Mayor, on number two. I think it makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Thank you. So I'll just note for the record, um, for item two, the resolution would be striking the language that says section 5C, enforcement of decorum, but we keep the language in section 6C, amplified sound signs, objects, and symbolic materials. Um, I personally think that um, our implementation of government code has been done you know, consistent with the letter of the law and in order to ensure that we can carry out our business, but we'll discuss that tomorrow. And um, if we feel it's necessary to amend the rules to expressly state that this is um, an option that the presiding officer has, if there is a disruption that prevents the meeting from being able to occur, then we could certainly amend the rules at a future point. So I'll just, so just clerk, just noting that we're striking that. Okay, um, we'll go next to Vice uh, Councilmember Bartlett. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, uh, and uh, I want to thank you for uh, your your effort in striking that last bit. I think that's helpful. Um, but I want to say for the record uh, regarding the item number one, the special election, um, uh, this is quite disruptive, and uh, this is why we have to uh, marshal the clerk's resources in such a, such a wholesale fashion, uh, which impacts our commissions. And uh, regarding item three, again, the commissions, I, I love the commissions. I'm a big backer of the commission system um, quite publicly through the years. Uh, I came up through the system, served on numerous commissions, and um, I have played people there that are working hard on all these matters that are important to us. And they are important vehicles for community input and personal and uh, professional development for the people that get on them, and we're better for them. Uh, it's just unfortunate that due to... Uh, the 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 really uh, immoral and shameful harassment that one of our colleagues underwent due to his policy positions uh, that the young man was forced to step down from office, and now we have to marshal resources in a time uh, of of great need and great interest to do a special election, and that is not normal. Let's not get used to it, and as a result. Uh, the city will suffer. And so going forward, I want everyone to double down uh, on decorum and respect for each other uh, and not permitting, uh, you know, this activity to win. Because right now it is just one. Okay, we'll go to Vice Mayor Weingraf next. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Uh, can everybody hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. Yes, um, with regard to item number three, um, with all due respect to um, city manager D. Williams Ridley, um, I don't feel March 1st is, is sufficient to uh, provide the clerk's office with the relief that they need in order to cover this emergency situation that we have uh, uh, regarding the special election. And I would like to propose that we amend the city manager's item to May, May 1st um, and that we suspend, uh, we do exactly what her item says, but move the date to May 1st. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like to make that motion. Second. 
Um, well, it's on consent. I guess I'd like should we maybe should ask for the city manager's input on that amendment if that's okay. Um, Thank you, Mr. Mayor and uh, members of the council. Um, we do support a May first. We did um, move that up, given that April is pretty much already shot. We you have actual council meeting on the sixteenth, which we'll have to move up. And then you're on recess from April 16th through May 7th. So April's gone, and we do believe that we do need the time. May 1st is welcome. Thank you. Okay. Um, so given that the author of the item is agreeable to that amendment, uh, that item will be on the consent calendar as amended unless three members pull it for further discussion. Anything else, Vice Mayor Weingraf? That's it. Thank you. We'll go next to Councilor Taplin. Thank you. Good evening. Every, good morning, everyone. Um, um, on item one, um, I want to join myself with Councilman Bartlett's remarks. Um, I condemn the actions of those who targeted Councilman Randall Robinson. There is a word for the use of intimidation and harassment to force a political outcome, and we could have no tolerance for it. On item three, um, I do not consider delaying items currently in committee a threat upon democracy. These are items that are already in the queue. Um, the district seven council member is on two of the committees that both of my items are are at. Um, the on the the quiet zones. Um, this is a project that has passed through several waves of city staff and public works directors and. Project managers, um, uh, we're also years away from um, meeting our requirements to move that project forward. There is nothing urgent that I would get that I don't already have in my inbox before May. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Councilor Han. Thank you very much. Uh, I too would like to join myself to um, Councilmember Bartlett's comments and uh, Councilmember Taplin's regarding item one. Um, I'm I'm outraged and I'm sad that uh, harassment of a of a brilliant, um, deeply engaged, uh, very professional. Um, Young council member, uh, really a beacon of uh, hope and inspiration for young people across the country, um, was so uh, harassed and in, in and um, his life was made and and his family's life was made so miserable that he would choose to step down entirely from um, this council is an absolute shame and travesty. Um, and it does also uh, have resource implications for our city um, and for, for things to come to this is a very, it's a very sad day for Berkeley. Um, I think that uh, we we need to respect. I mean, unless somebody in, engages in some kind of uh, uh, criminal or or 
or somehow depraved act to target people just because you don't like um, their point of view on one or another issue. That's what elections are for. Um, there is a place for recalls, but this this was not the place to be threatening and um, harassing someone on our council. Uh, regarding the um, uh, amendments to uh, decorum, I'm also very sorry that we actually have to make a rule, a specific rule for people to not do things that are clearly implied in our rules already and that are incredibly disruptive to the democratic process. So I, I strongly support the mayor's item, but I'm incredibly sad that we have to have it. It's anti-democratic what is going on in our council meetings. Uh, regarding the hiatus, um, I do have a couple of questions for the city manager, just so I can better, and maybe the mayor, I'm not sure who they go to, um, uh, wanting to understand this. Uh, what is the impact on items that are currently in committees? What is the intended impact here? Thank you, um, Council Member Hahn. So I will also ask our city clerk to weigh in as well, but the impact would be that other than agenda and rules and by special request budget and finance policy committee, um, all items would be placed on hold. They would be told, so the timing would stop at this time. Um, so everything would be told and then the timing would resume um, if you if you adopt this request, the, the timing would resume on May 1st. Okay. Do you have a list of the items that are currently in those four committees? Yes, we do. Could, could we see that or have it read to us? I'm assuming it's not too many items. Yes, I can have the city clerk read those out loud for you. Thank you. And who the authors are. So excluding... Uh, the list not including agenda and rules and budget and finance or including them. Why don't we do them all? What are the sort of substantive policy items that each committee has in front of them? Sure. Um, I could, well, I could share the list to uh, share my screen, I suppose, yeah, okay. too. Uh, let me do that. But agenda and rules, the substantive items, I would say, is the um, the item from Councilmember Harrison about the HWCAC, um, that commission, and the eligibility requirements for representatives of the poor, the City Council legislative redesign, and then there's an item uh, that was on for discussion at the last meeting about uh, amendments to the rules of decorum. Um, and remote public comments. Um, there's three other items that agenda and rules, but those have been on the unscheduled uh, list for quite some time and are not um, sort of actively pending. Um, at Budget and Finance, we have um, an audit report about the um, police overtime and working for outside entities, another audit report about 
the fleet replacement, and then the long-term debt um, and bonding capacity report from that uh, from uh, finance department. Those three are all from the city manager. The investment report update from the city manager. And then there's an item from Councilmember Harrison about the $900,000 in transportation network company taxes uh, to fund traffic calming. So that's pending at agenda and rules. At uh, the uh, facilities, uh, there's an item from Councilmember Harrison originally referred there in 2021 about um, uh, new municipal code chapter establishing um, greenhouse gas limits and updated climate action plan. Uh, there's a discussion item about the bike and ped plan, discussion item about quiet zones, and then um, an item uh, that was referred in November about the five-year paving plan, the, the green infrastructure needs, and the, the holdover list. At the health committee, um, there's an item uh, from Councilmember Kesarwani about um, development of an RFP to support Berkeley-based nonprofit food assistance providers. Hmm. And there's an item uh, from Councilmember Bartlett regarding amendments to the healthy checkout ordinance. At land use. There's an item from Councilmember Harrison about short-term referrals that was referred back in, uh, yeah, sorry, short-term rentals. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, originally referred um, in 2020. There's an item from Councilmember Taplin about just transition framework for West Berkeley plan amendments. Item from Councilmember Harrison uh, regarding um, the community slash tenant opportunity to purchase act to purchase act and there's an item from councilmember bartlett regarding uh, it's a referral regarding the eminent domain feasibility analysis for 2902 and 2908 adeline street and also an abandoned house uh, at 1946 Russell Street. Uh, then at public safety, there's just one item um, from council member Harrison, um, opposition to um, police brutality and use of force on nonviolent protesters. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the final item. Okay, I, I appreciate that. It's actually more than I had realized, um, which both makes it understandable why the city manager wants the pause, but also um, it's, I find a little bit concerning. I guess are council members always free to pull their items from the legislative process? Uh, yes, uh, the author of an item can can remove it from the process at any time. And then theoretically, they could resubmit it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I guess if um, a council member really feels that an item that is pending um, has more urgency than this timeline allows for, they 
they do have an avenue to bring that forward. Um, because yes, items are still going to come to the items are still being submitted, right? I just want to make sure I understand this. I really do because it's random in a sense, what is in the queue. Nobody knew this was coming. So everyone is surprised. Uh, and I just want to understand what the options are for people who may think their item should be heard in, in some form before May. So the, yes, the, the, the regular legislative process would continue to be available where a, a council member or, uh, could submit an item and it will go on a draft agenda for the agenda and rules committee to, to review. Um, and the agenda and rules committee could place an item on the full council agenda or refer it to a, to a policy committee. Um, and if that happened during the, 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 the pause, the hiatus, then it would, it would go to that policy committee. It just would, um, and, and then it would be available to be, be heard when the policy committees resume. So it's. Or, or the, or it could be placed on an agenda. Yeah, yeah, yes. The agenda and rules committee, yeah, like I said, could put it on a council agenda or refer it to a to a policy committee. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate having a little bit more insight into this. Um, I will say that um, we are working. We're discussing in in the agenda and rules committee. Um, based on input from this council, um, sort of potential changes to or upgrades, I will say, to the to the legislative process. And um, one of those uh, that I had heard uh, general and this is directly related, general agreement on on the dais here was to make the guidelines, which were previously. Um, uh, just suggestive um, to make them a requirement for major items. And what that would do is um, it basically prompts authors to do more um, consultation and research than some items come to us with. And um, I, th I guess I'll say that I think that uh, if, if people um, do conform to those guidelines, that it's more likely that an item doesn't get sent to a um, to a committee. Um, it doesn't mean they won't be, but I'm just putting it out there that the prompts in the guidelines prompt for a level of thoroughness that we we don't see in all of the items that come through agenda committee and that get referred to a committee. Um, so I think it's important for us to consider um, either voluntarily using that, the guidelines um, when writing items, or we may choose to make them mandatory sooner rather than later. Um, because I, I am concerned about losing that opportunity to further shape items through the committee process. So I am gonna support this. Um, I am going to support the extended timeline, which did does give me pause uh, in light of the fact that a council member can essentially pull their item from 
the committee process and resubmit it. Um, so I do think that is a viable uh, alternative path if someone really feels their item is urgent. Um, I certainly will be considering that as a member of the agenda committee. Thank you. Um, we'll go back to Council Member Harrison, then Vice Mayor Wingraff. Yeah, I have two practical questions. Given that the budget process continues apace and some of these items and policy committees have budget implications, I would hope that the budget deadline would be extended if we're going to begin meeting again in May. Some of these items may pass out. I don't want them to miss an entire cycle. It, that seems incredibly unfair. So this is why I do not support the May deadline. I think it will put the budget process behind the eight ball. I think we should go back to looking at March, frankly, because of this budget implication. But I think if we can get to an agreement where we have more time to turn in the budget piece of this, that anything that comes out of a committee, and there won't be that many, that has a budget implication will be considered in the budget process. I think I could live with the May deadline. That's my main hang up with May. Do, can I get a commitment to that? What I can commit to is the budget and finance policy committee will be the decision maker at that point in terms of how many meetings they can convene um, during that time frame. But we certainly would welcome, and, and you've noticed over the years that so many items have gone to yep. The budget process, late referrals have been added on. So there is no change there. I, I this is your this is the council's call. You guys get to decide what budget items come into you, even with deadlines. You have exceeded okay. those deadlines okay. at your at Thank your discretion. And you. Mr. Mayor, can I get a commitment that if something comes out of a committee with a budget implication, that that will go forward to at least be considered in the budget process? Yes. Okay, thank you. That settles that problem. Um, in terms of the, the uh, realignment of the council process, I respectfully, Councilmember Hahn, that is taking up a lot of the clerk's time. And if we're going to suspend policy committees, I want to suspend that as well. I feel like it's an item that requires a lot of consideration, a lot of time. And frankly, we're in an election year. We're going to have a new council, a new mayor next year. And I don't know how people are going to feel about that. So so I really would like to see that put on hold as well. Councilmember and Vice Mayor Wingraff, then Taplin. Yes, thank you. Um, if we're going to continue to discuss this item, I'd like to request that it be moved to action. We're having this discussion on consent, and I find it quite irregular that we're having this in-depth discussion on a consent item. So it, if we're not going to if we're not going to call the roll on this item, I, re I request that it be moved to action. Well, is there, I see Councillor Taplin wants to be recognized. Are there any other, is there any other discussion on this item? Councillor Taplin? I'll just close out. I'm not voting to pull this, but I'll just close out. Um, speaking of, so my, my, and I appreciate the clerk uh, reading the items. I have one big item in committee, it's the the just transition framework for the West Berkeley plan update. Both this cycle and last cycle, I wrote my items in anticipation of this council legislative process realignment. So I took extra time to do additional research, early stakeholder engagement, to make items as ready to go as possible and only advance them to agenda rules when I felt like it was time for me to begin to receive council member and staff feedback. And even at that point, I identify committees that the items should go, and that's how I've done my items. 
this item is the only thing I have in the queue that I feel like needs the time for policy committee. And given that we don't have, uh, you know, we we have a new public works director, we an interim director, we are having it. We are having a leadership turnover in HHCS. There are a number of items in this list that require intensive staff resources to even consider. And I don't see how we're going to rebuild our entire staffing infrastructure between before spring recess. So. I will be supporting this and I don't have to call the question because I think we're ready to vote. Well, we have to take public comment, but oh, I move adoption of the consent calendar with the amendment I noted to number two to strike the language um, in section five um, related to disruptions and invoking the authority in the government code. And then the amendment to number three, um, changing the date of the, um, of the period to uh, extend to May 1st, 2024. That's a motion. Second. Second. Okay. So it's now in order for us to take public comment on the consent calendars. Any member of the public wish to speak on the consent calendar? Uh, it's not clear to me if there's an exception that you can, um, for an, an urgent issue that might come up that you can have the policy committee meet on. Uh, the Commission on the Status of Women has, uh, has uh, made a recommendation that staff did not object to and BPD did not object to to be sent to the Council Public Safety Committee. And that was just about ready to go to the agenda committee, um, which may, may not have come back to Council. It may have just been directed straight to directly to the Public Safety Committee. And this does have budget implications. It has several points to it, uh, of which one point or a major point is uh, implementing a system of um, safety escorts conducted by a nonprofit organization, which is similar to a what was implemented by council 20 years ago regarding the BART pats at North Berkeley and Ashby. So that's not going to clearly be able to make it to the budget process. Had it, um, I mean, it would have been if it was in March, because it needs a, a dialogue at the uh, Public Safety Committee. And there is an incredible surge in crime uh, targeted towards women that does need to be addressed. Uh, in terms of the, um, I have to say, as a member of the public, it has been really difficult to make comment during uh, the last few meetings. I was in, went to the bathroom at the last meeting to think, am I going to have to call in Zoom from there? Because if I didn't want to stand out in the rain, because we couldn't make comment here, and public comment has been so limited. And that's been really really, really difficult because public comments particularly was very important during the budget process. And it seems like the budget process in December was just very rushed because of everything that was going on with uh, at, at the meeting with uh, the disruption. There has to be a better way to handle it because we're not, the public is not being adequately being able to address issues that come before local issues. Thank you. How much time do I have? Okay. I want to couch, couch everything I'm going to say in terms of democracy. And I am sitting here in my seat just feeling so upset and appalled by the lack of this council and 
their their concern for democracy. For example, and I want to really thank um, Council Member Weingraf for calling attention to the fact that you have these things on the consent agenda and you've been talking about them for 40 minutes. That's not what a consent agenda is. If you really care about democracy, pull the items, have a full discussion about it with public comment, which includes really notifying the public that these important things are being discussed. So um, in that vein too, I wanna say that the hiatus is, is not a democratic um, way to go. And I respectfully disagree with council member Hans solution that a council member can just pull their items from the um, policy committee and then resubmit it to the full council because that's just not, that's not gonna work. As council member Kaplan demonstrated, these policy committees actually have serve a function. And if you, if they don't, if you don't wanna use them, then just get rid of them. And not just for this, you know, this temporary hiatus, but, um, you know, admit that you're you're not really concerned about democracy and including a full democratic process. Um, in terms of the decorum at city council member meetings, I understand that there's been some problematic behavior, but you also have to understand that in a democracy where well more than the majority support a ceasefire, this council has got to consider a resolution about a ceasefire, come up with language that most people can go along with. That's what they did in San Francisco. Berkeley should be the leader for a ceasefire resolution. There's a going on. Don't be a part of it. Hello, uh, my name is Avery Arbaugh. I'm a UC Berkeley student and president of the Cal Berkeley Democrats. I'm commenting today to urge you to offer at least one in-person voting location within District 7 for the upcoming special election. Uh, students move far more frequently than uh, other voters, um, often every year. Uh, so they're often not registered to vote at the proper location and not having same day registration at a voting location within District 7 would prevent hundreds, if not more, students from voting in this election. District 7 is the city's only student majority district. It was created so that our unique voice would have a seat on this council and disenfranchising the students that make up the majority of this district, either by not allowing in-person voting options and thus not allowing same-day voter registration would be a failure of the democratic systems of the city. Additionally, the voter registration deadline of April 1st is the first day after spring break. And especially if mail-in voting is the only option for that election, this would be unacceptable as it would prevent many students from having the chance to register to vote in this election uh, while this election is still fresh in their mind. Uh, please extend the voter registration deadline for the special election and allow in-person voting within District 7. I would also like to urge you to vote against item three, as we must not put policy committees for the city of Berkeley on hiatus while urgent and important items have not yet been voted on and approved. Important and progressive items are still under review. Uh, in particular, the Tenant Opportunity Purchase Act, which would keep communities stably housed and create more affordable housing, has already faced years of unnecessary delays. Please don't further delay progressive legislation for the city of Berkeley by allowing policy committees to go on hiatus. Thank you for your time.
Hello, I'm Phoebe Thomas Sorgan. Public comment must be listened to and considered carefully before any decisions are made. If you believe in democracy, about item two, you will not, well, and in general, you will not move council meetings to a back room. Unacceptable. You will follow Brown Act requirements for how to proceed in event in the event of disruptions. You will not limit public access to open meetings that are mandated by the Brown Act. Regarding item three, if you believe in democracy, you will not suspend council policy committees, effectively suspending the democratic legislative process for any substantive item that is considered or referred to a policy committee. The argument that the District 7 vacancy causes an unfair situation is wholly inappropriate under our city charter. That proposal is wildly undemocratic, a great overreach of city management. Do you believe in democracy or not? Democracy is difficult, but if you can't take the heat, consider resigning. We, the taxpayers, gave you a very generous and substantial raise. Thanks for your service. But if you don't want to do this job full-time, consider resigning. There are others who would be happy to do this job full-time and give it their all. With all um, respect, threats to his family is not heat. Pardon? Threats to a council member's family is the rest of his family is Crafting not a council members family members is not heat Are it is not political pressure it is harassment Har and it is unacceptable well i'm not saying that i believe in harassment but i believe we have procedures for stopping harassment you know people have to follow the law and you do too um yeah and i'm sorry if people have gone overboard with harassment i've uh, or or harassment is not appropriate but taking the heat, listening to public comment, and considering carefully is your job. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Stop the harassment, absolutely. And stop any illegal activity, any threats. Absolutely. There are laws against that, and they Thank can you. be enforced without um, destroying democracy in this city. Thank you. Due to the death of Aaron Aaron's recently, I'll be channeling him rest of my life. So if you know Aaron, you know what to expect. Uh, wishful thinking is expecting people to go along nicely with your refusal to even discuss the genocide going on in Gaza. 25,000 dead so far. What are you going to wait for? If you don't fucking like bad language coming your way, then fucking do something to make that bad language stop. And that includes discussing what genocide is going on. There is no, no schools left in Gaza. There's no hospitals left in Gaza. These people are dying for nothing as far as you're concerned. To me, it means a lot. If you think we're done requesting your consciousness raising, you're sadly mistaken. 
as far as I'm concerned, it's going to go on and on and on until you take the time to call for a ceasefire. Stop killing people. Ceasefire says stop killing 25,000 dead. This is driving me insane. Your procrastination and your bullshit gerrymandering and kissing ass to the Zionist Nazis over there. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. You need to do something, and you need to do it soon. Because we're going to stay on your ass no matter what. There's different factions, different ways of doing things. And every one of them is going to be exploited until you all do the right thing. So please, do the right thing. Are you Thank threatening you. us, sir? Say again? Are you threatening us, sir? I am suggesting that there will be increased uh, animosity coming your way unless you do a ceasefire resolution. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. Sounds like a threat. How's that for a democratic process? Good morning, Mayor and Council. Um, certainly has been a contentious time. I don't know last time we spoke, um, so it's good to see you all. Um, I want to say briefly um, about former Councilmember Harris, or sorry, Robinson, excuse me. Uh, you know, obviously there were policy disagreements at time between myself and him and obviously other folks in and around the district, but I want to be very clear. I, I stand fully against any type of threats, any type of intimidation. Um, you know, it's something we spoke about in other issues months ago, right, before any of this had even come up. Uh, I know that's something he really faced. And, yeah, it saddens me. It truly does. I want to be very clear on that. Um, and, you know, I realized for myself, coming into Berkeley politics um, at 19 and just trying to attend meetings and figure it out and figure out how I could be involved, um, he did give me an opportunity. Um, one at a time where no one knew me, this council didn't know me, I wasn't elected anyway, and I am thankful for that, and I remain thankful for that. So I, I want that to be known on the record. Um, I'd also say, um, getting to the points for right now, um, I really urge you in terms of District 7 election to please um, have in-person voting location in the district. I think anyone who's been in and around the district knows how many students end up registering the day of. Um, I think it's only reasonable. Um, you know, I get mail in, but again, that would be really important for students, especially trying to move. Hopefully we can move the date if there's any way in terms of it being the first day after spring break. No student's going to be paying attention to this, unfortunately. Um, and I'd say in terms of the policy committees, um, you know, I, I disagree with the hiatus. I, I respectfully I understand for city clerk and others will be very busy. I am respectful of that, but I do think there's a number of important proposals that are before the council or will be before the council. TOPA is a great example in years in the making. And I hope it can move forward in a reasonable fashion. Uh, I'll just close out with saying, you know, generally I fully believe in the democratic process, each part of it, right? We all have different roles. Um, but I, I do encourage folks who's, who come to our meetings to, to allow folks to speak up here, say whatever they like, whether you agree or disagree. I think that's the best part of the process. Um, and I'm very open to that dialogue. Um, but yeah, thank you. And hopefully we can get in-person district, district seven. Thanks. This council represents 
100,000 people, nearly 100,000 people, and their will uh, and their hopes and desires resides in this council. They do not represent whoever appears in this room. Nobody can come here and drown your voices. And if they do that, it is absolutely undemocratic and it's not okay. And to, to threaten council standing here, that's not heat. That's a personal attack and it endangers not only the personal lives and well-being of everybody who sit, sits here, but also their families. And that's a threat to democracy. So it is unfortunate that you have to go to the other room and discuss the people's uh, business. But to me, that's the same thing as clearing the room. You are clearing the room. And I think that should be allowed. And if people want their you know, positions to be heard, they have to do it in a way that it doesn't endanger people and also encourage others to come and endanger people's families. That's just not okay. And I'm sorry you have to deal with this and that you have to uh, decide between an election and, uh, you know, council um, the uh, commissions. And that's a, a huge problem, but you have to deal with it. And I think the election supersedes um, the other um, uh, deliberations. So um, good luck in your decisions. And I'm sorry you have to do this right now. Yes, so um, you talk about a democratic process, but it's not a democratic process to run away and hide and not listen to your freaking constituents. They weren't being uh, threatening. They were being upset about a fucking genocide that's happening in Palestine. And the fact that you allow yourselves to be complicit is really disgusting and problematic, each and every one of you, including the city clerk, who actually decides to only allow Zionists on the Zoom. You guys are practicing all these fascist tactics that Netanyahu does in Palestine. You're getting your playbook from 45 Netanyahu and Genocide Joe and Genocide uh, Newsom. And Jesse, why don't you pay attention to what I'm saying instead of fucking getting on your computer? Excuse my cursing, but it's really upsetting that you all don't care about human beings, humanity. I knew that when I was on council, but now you're just playing the JCRC Zionist uh, following their lead and tactics. You don't care about people. How can you say you're a Berkeley... United against hate when you're hating right now. You're hating democracy. You're not allowing people to list. You're not listening to your constituents. You're running away and hiding. You're not, you put the freaking timer on instead of letting the public see who's in the meeting. A little screen. You guys have been taking away our democratic process since you've been in office. And now you want to do this. This, it's not fair. It's not democratic. You don't, it, it, and you know, as far as District 7, I hope the city clerk allows other people to really have a fair chance and not eliminate 
their names from the ballot as happened in the previous election. If, you know, Rigel couldn't take the heat, he got out of the oven. Thank you very much for your no, time. No, I'm not time done. You, you are done. Turn the mic. Turn no, the mic. you're done. You all aren't going to get elected or. Time is up. Hello, my name is Ron Dugalo, and I yield my minutes to Phoebe. She's already spoken. You can't yield after the, after somebody spoke. Oh, why have the rules changed? Mr. Clerk, correct. You only get one bite at the apple. Occasionally. Yeah, they're only allowed to speak once. Only allowed to speak once at public comment, and you've yes, spoken. It, that it's was been not the... formerly the rule. It seems. Before that decision to change that, it hasn't changed. I will allow you to speak again. I am going above and beyond what the rules allow to give you an opportunity to speak again, even though the rules only let you speak once. So, and you've been going to many meetings over the years, Ms. Sorgan, so you should know that. No, we used to trade. And you come up to the podium, you, they have to yield you the time, not post facto. Oh, okay. So now I know. Thank you. Um, I know the, the, the genocide that, that is happening in Gaza is a very hot button issue. And I know that you've, you've gotten uh, a lot of communication about that on both sides of the issue. I believe that the majority of Berkeley Jews and the majority of Berkeley constituents would want a resolution calling for a ceasefire and negotiations. But I want to go back a little further to the radioactive water that is now being dumped into the Pacific from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear reactor meltdowns. Now, back when that, when they first melted down in 2011, you passed a, a very strong um, resolution about that, but um, you refused to even discuss a resolution opposing the dumping of the radioactive water more recently, even though that does affect Berkeleyans directly and everybody on the Pacific coast. Um, so, um, as I said before, this, you're being paid now for a full-time job. You can chew gum and juggle at the same time. Some of you can juggle, you can walk and chew gum at the same time, at least. So because you have volunteer commissions who do the legwork for you, you can consider weighing in on matters that are important to your constituents that aren't directly related to street paving and 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 so forth. So um, I, I was alarmed that you refused to do a resolution calling for a ceasefire. I was even more alarmed when I saw that Jesse and Sophie had said that the city council doesn't want to weigh in anymore on anything having to do with um, things outside of the Berkeley city borders. Okay, excuse me for paraphrasing. That's what I remember reading from Sophie, that she supported Jesse in that. Well, I'm very relieved to know that you don't believe that. Thanks. Okay, um, Mr. Clerk, uh, I'm going to ask you to call on the Zoom speakers. First, uh, first speaker on Zoom is um, Jonah Gottlieb. Good morning, Council. Um, I remember on election day 2022, Council Member Robinson, Commissioner Mizell, and myself were 
standing on campus, flyering, attempting to get students to vote uh, in the pouring rain for about eight hours. Um, and I remember discussing a bunch of things with them, including the terrible threats that Councilmember Robinson. Excuse and me, there's not a quorum in the room. Do we need to have? Oh, OK, thank you. I didn't see you. I did. I'm sorry, Councilmember Hahn, I didn't see you. May I continue? Yes, please continue. Um, as I was saying, uh, we discussed, among other things, the terrible threats that Councilmember Robinson and his staff and his families and, and his family had received, and particularly discussed the difference between political pressure and protest and threats that are completely out of line. And so I just want to make it clear that there is a distinction between the two. But was also apparent that day was the fact that most students are not registered to vote in District 7 um, because they move so frequently. And especially because the election is going to take place on a day with classes on a Tuesday, they're going to be unable to head all the way to the registrar's office in Oakland to vote in person uh, with same day registration. And so as uh, Mr. Arbaugh said earlier, it is deeply important that the council offer a at least one in-person polling location in District 7, whether that's at Anahead, whether that's at MLK um, or some other location so that the students who make up 95% of District 7 are fully enfranchised and have the ability to vote uh, because this district is very much dissimilar from any other district in this city, simply because students move and register to vote in different places so frequently. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, the next speaker is Cordell Hindler. Cordell. Can you hear me, uh, Mark? Yes. Yes, so uh, good morning, Mayor Aragain, uh council members. Um, I have two comments to make. So uh, number one, every time I, I watched the, the city council meetings on Zoom, I was like, I was very appalled that people would use obscene language that would make the late Joan Rivers roll over in her grave. May she rest in peace. I was appalled. And I'm trying to be a I'm trying to be in a good example to everyone. I'm teaching my niece and my nephew how to stand up for, you know, for what they believe in. But to hear adults, you know, using a that kind of language, I'm like, I would not allow that. I would not have them use that kind of language, you know, in any setting. You're supposed to, I was raised to be taught, uh, you know, to show some respect. And for what I saw in the last few meetings, that does not show respect at all. That's one. Number two is like the idea, the only committees that was not on there is like, you know, UC Berkeley and um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, the two by two committee. Uh, those committees are, are very important because whenever there's items coming, from those committees, it has to come to to the council uh, from those committees. And so the idea of uh, temporary putting it on, on hiatus, that's not a good idea because the same issue that I, uh, and uh, Council Member Harrison, she brought up some very good points. Uh, suspending these committees, they are, they, that's not that's not helping. That's not, that's gonna slow the budget process down. That's gonna slow it down. So I'm in support of one, but and two, but number three, that's not helping because 
you need these committees to like, you know, to bring, because they got a number of items that are, that are pending. So with that, I'll yield my time to the next speaker. The next speaker is Whitney Sparks. Hello, I am a community member in District 7 and I've listened to the meeting. I want to speak to um, our community concerns about violence and harassment. Um, we've had three community members die in just five. five die in District 7. And I want to say that I know for a fact that Rigel was threatened with recall because of his policing and his violence and his not listening to this community. He has not been threatened. There is a difference between political pressure and actual harassment. And Kate and the other Karens on the board, Susan, whatever your name is, um, you can't speak about violence and being shocked if you aren't shocked by the death of 30,000 people that we've been bringing to your council member meetings and interrupting your council meetings for the, for months now, you can't claim to be shocked because your feelings are hurt about one of your own elite posse and not care about 10,000 children who have been killed or five community members in District 7 or even my own child who had guns with AK that you, AKs that you sent on our street in a retaliation for us speaking up for peace and for a ceasefire in Gaza. That is wild. And it's super anti-Black and racist. I also don't appreciate how you cut off Counselor Davila. That is so disrespectful. Look up the term misogynoir, everyone who's listening to this. You need to listen to her. She was an elected official in your position, and she actually listens to the people. She spoke out against the violence and genocidal tactics of Zionism before this genocide ramped up in October 7th. And now you silence her in January after 30,000 people have been killed. And Russell, when he comes dressed to the nines to speak to you every meeting, every time he's there, he's more of a counselor than you are. You say he's threatening him. You say he's threatening you. He's not threatening you. He's asking you to do your job, as am I. This is inappropriate the way you've behaved today. And in general, this is unacceptable. It won't last. Your careers won't last like this and also your humanity your morality how do you sleep at night like this this is okay before we go to the next speaker um first i want to just clarify that councillor davila had her full two minutes and actually had more time than than um than what speakers were allotted but i want because i want to give her the opportunity to finish her comments and i just really want to call on people to not call the city council members names it's unacceptable to call people karens or other derogatory statements. We're here listening to what you have to say. Please afford us the same respect. And with that, we'll go to the next speaker. Next is uh, Jesse Sheehan. Good morning, Council. Yes, please go ahead. Um, I would like to start on the, um, the special election. Um, I'd like to echo any opportunities we can get to get as many students and community members in our area involved in that special election, the better. I would like to point out that Council Robinson was not elected to that seat. Um, the city clerk and the mayor unilaterally, the two of them removed Aiden Hill's name from the mail-in ballots. You single-handedly removed a qualified candidate that carried 13% of this city's vote for mayor against you, Jesse, in an election. You asked 
the city clerk to have his name removed from the ballot. I hope the FBI looks into that. That was conspiracy to commit election fraud. Rigel was not elected to that seat. He began to attack people in his neighborhood. Me being one of those victims of police violence, we've seen his emails through freedom of information requests, and he began attacking a local chess club of homeless people and people of low income to remove them in order to promote real estate development. All of this is uncool. <laughs> That's the best way that I could say it. I very much supported Roger Robinson resigning. And the way that you are conducting yourself, Mr. Mayor, your utter contempt for your constituents, I request that you resign as well or face recall. But I'm gonna tell you, sir, you will not even make the ballot for the state Senate if you keep up this sort of behavior. Um, I encourage all these students to be aware, take part in your government, but do not allow these old guard and exclusive clubs to tell you what to do in the city where you live. And so by suspending those commissions, that would be part of that. I'm totally against that. Um, I would be all for opening an in-person voting. Okay, so it's unfortunate that I have to consistently clarify things because there's so much disinformation that's being put out there throughout the meeting. I don't know what conspiracy theories being promulgated about why Aiden Hill's on the ballot in 2022. My understanding is he didn't get the requisite number of signatures to qualify, as any candidate has to do. I in no way had any involvement in that. I welcome the opportunity for anyone to run for office, to be quite honest with you. Um, so I just want to clarify that that's just absolutely untrue, and anyone who thinks that is just misinformed. And I just want to just call attention to what this person just said to the city manager and the police department that's here. They said that you will not make the ballot. Well, I'm on the ballot. So what is that? Is that a threat? Are they threatening my, my, my safety? So I want, so I want that, that comment by Jesse Sheehan investigated. Go to the next speaker. Next is uh, Kelly Hammergren. Thank you. Um, I have a sore throat, so my voice isn't quite normal. Um, let me go to the to one of the items on the agenda committee, and that is <clears throat> the Harrison's item on the health and welfare and the poor. And I think that if you don't take care of that, getting that um, commission fully staffed, that we might lose um, some of our block grants. So I'm hoping that in terms of shutting down meetings, um, that you pay attention um, to this particular item that was on the agenda. Um, so that we don't lose um, block grant funding. And that's all, that's all I'll say today. It kind of hurts to talk. And it's disappointing that the transcript isn't available for this meeting. Thank you. Okay, next up is Tony. Tony, you can unmute. 
Uh, good morning. Uh, it's Tony Mester, uh, resident of District 2. Good morning, and thank you for all showing up for this meeting. Um, regarding number one, you've already received my um, message to you about how outraged I am about Roger Robinson being bullied out of office, um, but I'm not surprised. Um, I've lived through a lot in my own life here, and uh, I've been threatened in political situations. So um, we're just not as wonderful and beautiful cities sometimes we think we are. Um, number two, um, uh, the amplification uh, language might actually exclude your own microphone. So make sure that you um, uh, specify uh, that amplification um, limitation. And uh, you know, it's been really hard trying to participate in the city um, during this period. Uh, the Middle East situation is very complicated. I reduce it to five little words. My five little words are, Tom Friedman speaks for me. He has a wonderful interview with Ezra Klein, New York Times Audio. You can also get it on Facebook. You'll learn a lot. Um, he's a very wise man. Um, I don't know why you should have to resolve the Middle East situation. Why don't they just submit some resolutions and run up the flagpole and see who salutes? Um, regarding number three, I'd like to express my profound admiration for everything our Mark Newmanville does. Our city clerk, he's an excellent public servant. He once saved my sanity. Um, love you, Mark. Thank you for all you do. Um, I suggest you shorten your spring recess and try to get some of this stuff done. Um, it may be um, a problem for you, but um, it's better to get things done. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, next is Lucia. Hello, um, we've heard a, a lot from the city council today about democracy and threats to democracy. I saw, um, Jesse, your newsletter earlier this week, last week, comparing the disruptors at city council meetings to insurrectionists at the Capitol in 2021. I'd like to echo what former, what the uh, speaker Whitney Sparks said. I think that it's a dishonest, intellectual conversation to have, to talk about your safety and democracy when Berkeley residents on January 4th, after another city council meeting to go over what was gonna be on the agenda, were had guns pointed at them. After a green space in Berkeley has been, has been locked off with containers this is, you are so morally corrupt. There is no democracy. The people are waking up to that. For you to continuously try to control this narrative of narcissistic victimhood is unsurprising, but it will not work. These are not threats that we're making. You all love to quote Martin Luther King Jr. He said, riots are the language of the unheard. We are interrupting these meetings peacefully. I don't understand how you sleep at night in these positions. How much money are you getting paid 
to represent other people besides the constituents that have put you in positions of power. This is not difficult. We're not asking you to resolve the Middle East. We're asking you to do your jobs and represent us, take meetings with us, put the people's resolution, like the, like the speaker before me said, on the agenda and we can run it up the flagpole. Thank you. Okay. Next is Ilana Auerbach. Good morning. Um, okay, so first I'd like to say what, what I know about if, if Rigel was being threatened years ago, I'm not sure why he didn't bring that to, to the BPD. Um, what I do know is that he was threatened with a recall, and no matter what myself or others on the council may think, there was clearly enough support from Rigel's constituents to organize a recall that Rigel stepped down to avoid that. Okay. Um, with regard to the special election, please follow the students' requests and have an in-person voting station in D7 to show your um, support for democracy and push the date back so it's not right after they get back from spring break. We are like to look at the reality as a hall of mirrors. And so I invite everyone on the dais there to look at your actions and consider that some of what you have, actions you have taken have been anti-democratic and it has rippled out potentially into the community. You have not engaged with the community You've refused to meet with members of the community who have asked you time and time and time and time again for a meeting. You've ignored phone calls, you've ignored emails, and now you're changing the rules when you haven't been playing by the rules. So that's, I ask that you take responsibility for your lack of decorum, not to mention how people are treated individually, you know, on the streets when they engage with some of you, as if, we are invisible and uh, you don't even, we, we don't even exist. Um, I, I like to ask about the um, pausing of the, the committees, the clerk's office who they do a wonderful, wonderful job. And they run many elections in November while simultaneously doing everything else. So I don't understand why running one election will be cause for them to have to, um, we have to cancel all the other meetings. It, it doesn't make sense to me. If somebody could explain that, thank you. Okay, next is uh, Mara Van Tassel. Um, hello, uh, my name is Mara. Um, I'm a student at UC Berkeley and I would like to also urge the council to offer um, one in-person voting uh, station uh, within district seven. Uh, and to offer same day registration. Um, I know like me personally, I've moved like three times since um, coming to Berkeley. I, uh, last time I registered to vote, I thought I was registered already in Berkeley, but like it was, I, I was registered in California, but like I had moved like three times since then. So um, I know that uh, same day registration can be very valuable. And uh, as other people have mentioned, um, like, with the election being held on a weekday, like it's really not feasible for me and many other students to travel to Oakland to vote when we like have uh, time commitments like throughout the day uh, in District 7. Um, yeah, so I'd like to say that and uh, thank you for your time. 
Okay. Uh, the next speaker is JP. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. I wish to note that uh, Councilperson Harrison was originally elected in a special election without any perceived disruption to uh, our city. I find it ridiculous that a significant portion of the city's business somehow needs to be suspended for three months because of a single election in a single district. Special elections, while not common, should not be something to be astounded at as if they're unprecedented. Um, the city should be able to handle it. Also, um, I object, as have others, with the way the consent calendar is being used to suppress public comment and council debate on specific items. Uh, this is truly undemocratic. And finally, Mr. Mayor, it was clear that what the speaker you replied to about your upcoming election was saying was that you would not make the top two in the upcoming primary. Your taunt to have that prophecy investigated as a threat was petty and beneath these proceedings. Thank you. It's not what I heard, but um, we'll go to the next speaker. Okay, next speaker is um, Levi. Yes, hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes hello. All right, yeah. thank you for the opportunity to speak. I'm just flabbergasted by the reaction that you guys have to your constituents uh, making suggestions. Like, you keep calling everything threatening. You keep complaining about everything. Like, if you don't like the heat, then just leave. You're an elected official. Elected officials shouldn't fear the people. The, um, they, they shouldn't fear their constituents. Um, you know, you guys should be able to handle the heat. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, you want to stifle free speech and... I just don't get it. Um, so here's my speech. Leftist media keeps pushing the LGBT narrative to confuse children and to sicken our society. The Western world is the only place where this filth is tolerated. We need to stand it. It's a oh. typical. Okay. Um, yeah, it's from my area from leftist Okay, uh, go ahead and reset. Next speaker is um, Brian Rodriguez. Um, hello, could you hear me? Yes. Um, good morning, Berkeley City Council. My name is Brian Rodriguez. I'm a student at UC Berkeley and a proud member of Cal Berkeley Democrats. Um, I just wanted to urge you, like many of the other students who have spoken, to um, you know consider extending the um, registration deadline um, and opening up an in-person voting center. Um, I thought I was in District 7. I just checked while other speakers are uh, making their comments. I'm actually in District 4, which um, is great. Um, but there are so many students who don't even know what district they're in. Um, and I think allowing, um, you know, in-person voting center would allow flexibility and, you know, students who wouldn't even consider to vote um, and wouldn't even be interested to you know, just walk in and, you know, do their civic duty of voting. And so I would respectfully request that you consider um, amending item one and allowing for um, in-person voting and same-day voter registration. Thank you.
next speaker is Rico Marisol. Hello. All right. First of all, I'm not seeing if y'all turned on captions, but that's really annoying for ADA related reasons. But y'all are never good at actually listening to your constituents. So what's new? Um, I am so tired of hearing about Rigel quitting over threats. He quit because he was threatened with a recall. Be so real. We all know it. Um, he's spinning this to make it seem like we're violent and we're unreasonable, and that's just outright wrong. He only got 612 votes in the last election. There's, what, 13,000 people in this district? Um, also, I really could care less about him feeling that his safety is threatened when I had rifles pointed in my face two weeks ago and I had cops screaming at me to drop a fire extinguisher that I was holding up because they were sawing into a fucking community kitchen with myself and three other or two others inside. And there was propane tanks in there and they nearly fucking set us on fire and killed us. And you don't care. And for that matter, Five of my friends have died in the last 17 days since y'all invaded the park. People need those resources. We are not safe out here in this weather, in this cold. People are fucking dying and you don't care. You're more worried about made up threats that Rigel received. I'm sorry he couldn't handle some cyberbullying and a recall coming from people that had worked for him. People that had worked for him were going to recall him and that is the reason that he quit. And Jesse, it is a fucking joke for you to say that you're going to be investigating comments. That is a threat. That is you using your power and position of authority to silence your constituents. You are making threats against us and then you're going to turn around and say that your safety is threatened we are dying on the streets of District 7. And you don't give a shit. You don't give a fucking shit, Jesse. Okay. Next speaker is Mega Joshi. Um, hi, can you hear me? Yes. Um, uh, hi, council members and mayor. Uh, good morning. I'm Megha Joshi, a District 7 resident and UC Berkeley student. Um, I'm commenting today to urge you all to offer in-person voting locations for District 7 during the upcoming special election. Um, students tend to register to vote the same day as elections because they tend to move around a lot. Um, I personally took advantage of same-day voter registrations to vote here in Berkeley during the last election. Um, it's incredibly important that the majority student population who makes up this district is readily able to vote for their representation. And I think to not allow in-person voting op options and therefore same-day voter registration would be undemocratic and an act of disenfranchisement. Again, I urge you all to allow at least one in-person voting option for the upcoming special election. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, four, four, four more speakers. Four more speakers. Uh, next speaker is, well, now there's five, is Eva. Uh, thank you. 
uh, Eva Crisanti, and I'm going to say this as as gently as as possible because um, the city is essentially my landlord, and I I don't wish to um, generate any blowback uh, against um, my housing. But um, I would like to urge uh, the city um, to be as transparent as possible um, regarding uh, the issue of the special election. I had reached out to Jenny Wong's um, office. Um, I, I think that we, we are owed an explanation of what the cost for the special election will be. And, you know, it is also a matter of reasonable public interest and transparency that we know what the threats against uh, Mr. Robinson were. Um, the issue is twofold. Um, for one, it suggests um, that either these threats uh, were made and um, our local police department was not able to investigate properly in a way that would ensure Mr. Robinson's safety, or the other possibility that um, these threats were not serious enough to actually uh, be considered by the Berkeley Police Department and therefore are possibly being used um, simply to smear uh, the left. And I think uh, you definitely heard it in um, Rico's comment, um, just how much um, people are really grieving uh, the loss of the park. And then, uh, you know, I didn't even know that there was a recall effort um, because that really wasn't uh, very well covered in local media and local media also has whether it's a daily cal or berkeley site they have an obligation to inform the public of the extent of the threats there does need to be some transparency thank you for your time okay uh next is mitzi mitzi you're up hi can you hear me Yes. Fantastic. My name is Mitzi. Hey, um, I've sat here for, I think it's been an hour, listening to my fellow community members voice their issues, and then to hear the council belittle their constituents is disgusting. And the rebuttal you're giving after these folks speak is clearly an attempt to shut them down in a repugnant show of your reach. Not only does it show the gaps in democracy, but honestly, it feels rather communist. Um, and I would like to believe that I still live in a democracy. <laughs> as disgusting as I find this entire situation, and clearly as disgusting as everyone else is finding it, I would really like everyone listening to visit gtvflyers.com. I feel like it could shine. Okay, uh, next is Gordon Gilmore. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Um, I, I just wanted to speak up because I have a good number of close friends who, and myself included, who are calling for us the ceasefire resolution. And we've been doing so for months now, coming in there asking you to at least get it on the table. And uh, many of my friends have friends and family in Palestine who are dying because of the unending attacks against the civilian population. 
And the only platform that they have available to them to actually have their voices heard in regard to this issue is calling for the city to sign a resolution. And it's not like it's unprecedented in the area. Oakland's already done it. You know, uh, Richmond's already done it. San Francisco's already done it. And there, there was one point at which three resolutions were drafted by council members. Um, while two of those resolutions seemed disingenuous in nature, Ben Bartlett seemed like it was actually fairly well-crafted and had the genuine concerns of the people in mind to the degree that he was able. And But before those could even get on the table for discussion, they were closed or they were the discussion was taken off the table. And so it's understandable that people are frustrated and are trying to have their voices heard. And to cast this in like a public comment of, as a means of, or as people being unreasonable, is just a way to try to silence the people's voice and say that you don't care that their friends and family are, are dying and that the city of Berkeley is not willing to make a statement to prevent further deaths. I mean, what what's the death toll now? 20,000 civilians? I, I think it's even higher. Okay, uh, next is uh, Matthew Lewis. What a sad and pathetic man you are, Jesse. And that goes for the rest of the city council. You've shown more care about the quote unquote decorum and civility than you have, uh, such as through trying to say no megaphones, um, than you have over any months, over months and months for Palestinians who are dying, children and non children, because it shouldn't, it shouldn't just have to be a child for people to care about dying. This is literally straight out of the Republican playbook. Someone on the left says something mean or uses a curse word to, to criticize Republicans. And then we get a whole, and then Republicans get up a whole news cycle of you hurt my feelings. You're not being civil. Instead of caring about the issue when it's like someone's criticizing, I don't know, there are dead babies in Palestine or we have poverty in the United States. You are literally using the far right playbook to complaining about civility because you refuse to do the issues, because you are chasing after that APAC money, just like you've been chasing after all that money from the landlords, APAC being the American Israeli Political Action Committee, for those who don't know, which is funded by Republicans. It's just like you took California maximum donation for the California Apartment Association in exchange for killing the Tenant Opportunity to Purchase Act, and as a thank you for rolling back rent control and refusing to expand it. You're taking money from the, um, took money from California Apartment Association, California Association Realtors. You're chasing that APAC money, whether it be in direct donations or through super PAC spending. You're doing the same thing and trying to use civility to shield yourself. You should be utterly ashamed of yourself. Just absolutely disgusting. You know damn well what you're doing. You know damn well that people have been using these same types of tactics, such as for uh, such as to end apartheid in South Africa. Um, people were not being civil. People were breaking rules and the law to through civil disobedience. You just don't. Next speaker is Pierre. Pierre. 
Hi there, my name is Coco Kennedy. I'm a member of District 2, and I wanted to talk about the connections between the genocide in Gaza and what's happening at People's Park, which is also a violent, violent police occupation and very, very violent toward Thank you, but all that's of us not civilians. on the agenda. What's before us is the consent calendar. If you'd like to speak to the consent calendar, please proceed. How is this not different than what everybody else has been saying today? I want to speak about what's happening here. Okay, last week we heard a lot of Zionists claim that there's not an occupation in Zaya, that the IDF pulled settlers out of Gaza in 2005. Once again, this is public comment on the consent calendar. I announced at the beginning of our meeting that we are not taking non-agenda comments. So we'll go to our next speaker. And next is A.B. A.B. Hi, um, I don't really understand why you didn't let the last speaker continue their comment. Um, what I'm hearing in this meeting is that your constituents want to vote. They want to be heard. They want you on record representing them that we don't support genocide. Um, we want a ceasefire resolution on the agenda. Uh, 30,000 people have been murdered. The people want their park back. They want their homes. They want actual safety, not this weird perceived conversation, safety conversation. Um, I'm also curious why some speakers seem to get a response from the mayor and some don't. Um, and just a reminder that meetings are not a favor. Um, you're not doing anyone a favor by holding a council meeting, by taking meetings with your constituents. That is your job. That is your elected duty. It is a privilege and it is an honor. And this has been extremely dishonorable. I yield my time. Seeing no further speakers, uh, that closes public comment. Uh, on the consent calendar, um, Mr. Clerk, uh, there were a number of comments around um, a request for a physical voting location in District 7 as part of the special election, and I'm wondering if you could address that. There was also some uh, comments related to extending the voter registration timeline. I wonder if you can address that also. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, so, to you. sure. Thank you, uh, Mayor. Um, so all of the uh, procedures regarding voter registration, vote by mail, in-person voting, all of that is governed by the California State Elections Code, and the city would not have discretion to uh, extend or um, change any of those of those deadlines or procedures. Uh, I have talked with the Alameda County Registrar of Voters, and it is the intent to to run this election the same as the the general municipal election where if, if people remember there was a an in-person voting location uh that was available um in every district for the for the uh, for the last four days before election day um every voter is mailed a, a ballot um so that's the that's the vote by mail system that that is the standard practice now for general elections and also uh, special elections in Alameda County. So, so there yes. will be an in-person. Yes, an in-person voting, voting location. Okay. Yes, yes. And people can do same day registration and vote provisional, right? Yeah, do the conditional voter registration after yeah. the 15 day deadline and submit a provisional ballot and all that, all that stuff. That's the same practice as in a, in a general election. Right. Well, I want to thank everyone for coming and raising that important issue. I want to make sure everyone has the opportunity to participate and thank the clerk for um, making that request to Alameda County. Um, before I go to Councilor Rahan, I just um, 
want to make uh, just one comment, which is um, uh, there have been many references throughout the meeting that you know you need to do your job, that you know you're you, you're we voted to make council mayor full time. We show up to city hall every single day and do our job, um, and we take that responsibility, that enormous trust that you place in us, very seriously. Um, and despite enormous disrespect and contempt that people show to us at our meetings, we do listen to what people have to say. And I hope that there will be an opportunity for us to have a dialogue around the issue, important issue in Gaza. Um, but it's hard to do that when people are shouting at you and threatening you and calling you horrible and saying you're committing genocide. So kind of understand from our perspective what the challenges are here. We want to listen. We want to engage in a dialogue, but you need to meet us halfway. So, um, you know, there have been references to the people. This is a city of 124,000 residents. I take very seriously my responsibility to represent everyone in the city of Berkeley and listen to every perspective. But just because you say something and we don't agree with it, that doesn't mean that we're not listening to you. And just because you have an opinion, a very strongly held and respectful opinion, and we're not doing what you want, doesn't mean that we're not representing the people. I would argue the vast majority of people in the city of Berkeley don't agree that the behavior that we endured and that we've experienced in these council chambers reflects their perspective and how they want their government to operate. And so I once again, as I did last a couple of weeks ago in my op-ed, call on our city to rise above this, to be civil, to be respectful, so we can actually have a conversation and actually be able to have a democratic process. And I think, you know, threats and harassment are unacceptable. That's not free speech. And we're going to draw the line there. And we want to ensure that everyone has an opportunity to be heard, but we, we have to make sure it's done in a respectful manner so everyone can participate safely and have their voice heard in our process. Councilmember Hahn. Uh, thank you, Mayor. I just want to say that I think disagreement and harassment are not the same thing. One is healthy for our democracy, and the other is harmful. I am incredulous to see essentially the Trump playbook tactics in terms of tactics being used right here in Berkeley. Some of what is said here today and in previous recent meetings is deeply offensive to me, racist, threatening, and outrageous, and it drowns out others who are just disagreeing. I heard speakers today say that it was okay to cyberbully and threaten. I'm sorry, it, it may not be one or another person. I heard speakers today say cyberbullying was okay, threats are okay, and one person said they couldn't care, they couldn't care less if one of our council members felt threatened in their safety. And I see somebody with their thumbs down who thinks that it's, I'm assuming, thinks that it's okay for elected officials anywhere let alone in their own community, to feel unsafe. That is a very, very sad state of affairs. And it is not democratic. 
I mean, with all due respect, your interruptions in this respect are just making the point for Councilmember Han. She has the floor. You don't have the floor. She has the floor. We can have a civil discussion, but but we do not have the circumstances to allow for that because of the absolutely outrageous, racist, and threatening and anti-democratic statements that we hear at every one, single of our meetings. Councilmember Harrison. Um, okay, first of all, I just want to go back to the very beginning and thank the mayor for removing that one part of item two. I think that's very good. I really appreciate the restrictions on use of bullhorns because I do want to hear what everyone has to say but I really want to be able to hear what they have to say. And that includes other speakers who come to us and have different points of view or maybe nuances on the same point of view, but want to speak. So I appreciate that very much. Um, I want to just say on the, the issue on the signs in item two, that when we say it blocks any view from anyone in the audience, I think that may be very difficult to implement. And I hope we're going to be somewhat careful in how we how we deal with that. Um, finally, I would hope that the if we do end up going back to the back, I'd like to see our audio, Mr. Clerk, improve back there. At our last meeting, many people texted me they could not hear us. So we were effectively not having really great public access, even in a Zoom sense. And I'm concerned about that. If we're going to use that process, we have to have a good audio system. And I don't know what to do about that, but it, it is a concern of mine. And I then lastly just want to say that there are other items on our agenda that involve human beings and that we also have to take those up. And I'm feeling that we are rushing through those. Um, and I appreciate the call for a ceasefire and I am on the side of a ceasefire. I want to say, however, that when we can't talk about anything else, it makes it really difficult. And I understand that Mr. Bates, let me finish. Okay. I really appreciate it. I was really shouted down at the last meeting during one of my items and I found it really disturbing. And um, I'm not a chicken person. I'm willing to talk to you about ceasefire anytime. I'm willing to have community meetings about it. If you'd like to do that and have some sort of forum, I'm happy to do that. But we do have other things that we need to do. So let's talk about having a forum. Let's talk about other ways to approach this issue. And um, let's go ahead with some of the restrictions placed on things like the bullhorns, because I really do, do agree with those. Um, I'm still registering a no vote on item three. I just don't see it as necessary at all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are there any other council members who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Vice Mayor Wengraff on the consent calendar? No? Okay, if not, we can call the roll on approving the consent calendar. Councilmember Kesarwani? Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Yes. On? Yes. Wengraff? Yes. Humbert? Yes. And Mayor Aradine? Yes. The consent calendar is approved. I'll make a motion to adjourn the special meeting. Second. If we can please call the roll. Councilmember Kisarwani? Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Yes. On? Yes. Wengraff? Yes. Humbert? Yes. And Mayor Aradine? Yes. Okay. Thank okay. You. Thank you. We're adjourned. Recording stopped.